Hello and welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile today. We are looking at the 2022 Toyota Supra. That's right. You can take a look at this Toyota on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page? Click that like button. That way we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Toyota in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Want to go behind the scenes with the editors of Auto Week Car and Driver and Road and Track? Become a member of the Track Club and receive six supersized issues of the new Road and Track, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events, both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash A-U-T-O-W-E-E-K. And Mark, tell me about this 2022 Toyota Supra. Definitely not a BMW Z4. We're not here to talk about BMW, even though the car really is a BMW. Uh, We're here to talk about the Supra. And by golly, it was a lot of fun to drive. Um, And I am glad, you know... I don't think anybody's really complaining about this collaboration. I'm glad that there are a lot of different versions of cars for people to buy. You know, if you can get a BMW, look at the uh, collaboration between the Subaru and uh, Toyota that came up with the uh, BRZ and the 86. Wonderful cars, both of them. And because of the collaboration, both car companies were able to afford to do that and offer them to us. So it's good. It's good for us, right? Oh, I would agree. I mean, uh, collaborations are great, first and foremost, and it makes fun cars like this possible. But Mark, what I can also not complain about, I had to work hard on that segue. I'm still in segue school, is your walk around, which you so diligently performed for us, which we're going to go to right now. Okay, here we are out uh, doing a nice walk around of the Toyota Gazoo Racing Supra. The one I have has the bigger engine, uh, three liters or 2,997 cc's. It's an inline six. Of course, as you may know, it's a BMW. A lot of this is BMW. Uh, The body that we're looking at here is uh, Supra. I remember when I first saw that snout on it, I was a bit concerned because it's kind of snout-like. kind of protrudes a bit, but I'm not, you know, I seem to have gotten over that. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, open grill in the front. Some of it's sealed off. So it's getting, it's very efficient airflow in there. Some of these things that look like vents are actually not vents. They're just, uh, there for looks. What do you know? Car's lying to you. At least the front of it is. Um, you walk around it to the side and from the side profile, you really get a greater sense that this is a uh, BMW Z4 based on a BMW Z4. Uh, you can see the four-wheel discs, the nice uh, wheels, tires. They are Michelin Pilot Sport, uh, Pilot Super Sports, excuse me. So they are uh, very grippy. I was quite happy driving up here, up Angeles Crest Highway in this thing. Uh, blew the doors off a of Porsche, man, as the kids say. Uh, and then you walk around to the back. It's got some more of that fake, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them, valence panels underneath, just kind of stylish looking things, little uh, ducktail style air deflector on the back, and more, looks like more fake vents. What's the deal with the fake vents, man? Come on. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a beautiful, well, okay, I wouldn't go so far as to say beautiful. It's uh, it's not beautiful. It's truncated. <laughs> it's, it's a short uh, two-seat front engine rear drive, so it's got the specs that you want, but, you know, I'm not fully enamored with the looks. I wouldn't buy this with the looks, but 
the second you get in it and drive it, then it becomes, it really comes alive. So let's get in it and drive it. What do you say? Well, I say that's going to be exciting, but we're going to wait a second to uh, do exactly that. But Mark, you actually have a bit of a storied history with the Supra nameplate. Uh, I mean, you've experienced Supras uh, previously, you know, as a fourth generation, especially we're talking about a little off air. Where do you think this current Supra stacks up in the Supra legacy? Does it live up to the Supra name? Uh, it is uh, by far, uh, I got to say, got to be the best of, of all of them. The, uh, for, for my tastes, if you want to go uh, way back, uh, you know, you, I think, like the A80 Supra, that's the fourth generation, came out in 1993. Um, I would say that the generation before that, if we're talking about Supras, the A70 came out in 1986. I, that, to me, is sort of the Japanese muscle car that a super should be you know it too had a straight six engine but it was a toyota it was all toyota so uh, nothing shared with anything else now if you want to go all the way back to 1978 then yeah you could you know your celica supra there it is uh you know kind of uh i guess there are people who love that too but if you look at all of those i think by far this is uh this has got to be the best the best uh, of all of them i will say and I want to add just one thing. All those vents that I was complaining about that were being uh, blocked off, I got to think those are for racing. And so when they race the Supra, those things suddenly open up and then they have the vents are for cooling the brakes and whatever else. So um, I retract my uh, criticism of that, except for the little valency type panels on the back uh, at the lower end. I got to say that that was probably just for show. Mark, uh, I think now is a good time to take this thing out on a quick spin. How do you like that? Let's, uh, let's I like go. how you segue. Let's go, let's go to that. Okay, climbing inside. It's a little bit awkward to get in. You put your right foot in, then you put your keister in, then you slide your head under the, um, what would you call this? The roof on the driver's side on both sides comes down, and sometimes you get the sense that you flipped the uh, sunshade over and put it, in, you know, to block the sun coming out of the side. It's a really low uh, cover there, and I guess um, you know, structural rigidity, right? Right. And um, I've got plenty of headroom here. I'm uh, sitting in here, no problem. Close the door, keep the bugs out, and uh, seat belt. There we go. And uh, this is, of course, the automatic transmission. So, pretty quiet, huh? Can't hear a thing. I'm uh, parked down here on a little cul-de-sac off of the main highway. So, I'm going to turn it around. Hopefully not go over the edge. This is a um, pretty comfortable car to drive. It's small enough that you can get it in and around you know, the city, wherever you need to be. You can certainly park it easily. It's not a problem there. It's one of the advantages of a little sports car is that it's just as good as a little economy car, except it's fun. So uh, practicality-wise, it's, it's really good. 
it's just a two-seater. There's a nice bit of room in the back. Um, here we go. is astonishing uh, you would you would not be at all disappointed with this car if you were buying something to go drive on twisty mountain roads all the time or even track it it uh, it really does that well in fact uh, I just happened to have been in a Subaru BRZ and uh, this thing obviously costs more than a BRZ so you can't come pair apples to apples but it is uh, really good to drive the, the grip is phenomenal the steering is good it tracks true it doesn't wind up getting uh, batted around at all it's um, getting batted around by that I mean it doesn't change directions in a turn as you hit a bump so it doesn't yaw out <laughs> uncontrollably it's uh, it, it stays uh, it stays planted where you want it to go there's no uh, you know, the steering input is not affected by uh, road undulation input, if that's even a term. Uh, it's, it's very nice and uh, quite enjoyable up here on this mountain road. I would be perfectly happy uh, driving this every day up here, you know. If I had to commute up here for some reason to my job as a forest ranger or an astronomer, I'd be uh, very happy doing it in this car. There's uh, nothing, nothing missing. Road and Trek is now fully loaded. Subscribe today at a special intro price of only 30 bucks a year, and we'll send you every supersized collectible volume of Road and Trek magazine. Learn more about the Reimagined Lifestyle magazine for automotive enthusiasts at roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. Well, hopefully, Mark, you uh, don't leave us to do either of those jobs because I would be very sad. But if you were commuting in a Supra, you know, eh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel bad for you. It would be fun. Uh, it is, it is, um, quite surprising, uh, how much fun this car was to drive and how well, uh, engineered and uh, just tight. It was, uh, there's nothing loose on it. The, uh, I just, I really liked everything about it. The jounce and, uh, you know, the suspension, the, um, the shocks, the springs, the steering, everything was really well done, really, uh, well balanced. It, uh, it just works really nicely. That is good to hear. Uh, so, Mark, you have been privileged with driving a whole fleet of, you know, half a million dollar supercars as of late. Does the Super even stack up to those? Is it even near that kind of performance, or wh where does it fall in the uh, the table of performance? I would. Uh, it's obviously not. You're not going to get the same handling uh, and performance of a supercar with this. Those things are more dedicated to just that, and less so to everyday livability. This, like so many BMWs is a kind of car that you could enjoy really enjoy ringing it out on a twisty mountain road while being able to drive drive it to work every day and you know not hate yourself for it if you were trying to get into or out of a mclaren say you know that that would be kind of a pain and uh, the bumpy uh not bumpy but the the more harsh ride and the more spartan interior uh of a supercar would be less survivable than this uh this one this one is far more of a an average daily driver it it kind of 
<laughs> I hate to say it, it made me want to go out and buy a BMW. <laughs> but Mark, on a quick spin, something that does happen is we get to the essence of the automobile. And the 2022 Toyota Supra is fortunately no exception. So Mark, I have to ask, what is the essence of the 2022 Toyota Supra? Why does Toyota make this thing? Or why does BMW make this thing? Why does it exist? Why should I go out and buy it right now? Well, I think Toyota really is, uh, Akio Toyota is a true car enthusiast, they tell us, and we see him driving on the Nürburgring and everything. And I think that it was his enthusiasm that probably drove this project. Although I haven't, you know, last time we were hanging out, I didn't ask him that, but so I can't really speak for him. But uh, it's good that we have a guy at the top of Toyota who likes fun, cool cars. And this is probably, yeah, this is the best example of a fun, cool car from Toyota, I would say. Um, And it is an excellent example of that. If you can get by with a two-seater, this could be your everyday daily driver and you would probably, uh, you know, show up to work late every day and leave early just so that you could take it out and drive it on a fun road there. How's that? Well, it sounds good to me. But I think you also touched on something that maybe we can talk briefly about. Toyota for the longest time, I mean, short of the Tacoma TRD and the 4Runner TRD Pro uh, models, they have kind of lacked the enthusiast angle, right? I mean, even as back in 98 when they stopped selling the Supra, right? They kind of went to more the pragmatic transportation approach. But Toyota has definitely pivoted away from that a little bit. Obviously, they can still make a car that just, you know, commutes with the Prius and uh, base base model vehicles. But the uh, G- the 86, right? You have the GR Yaris, which we get uh, in not America. The GR Corolla is coming in the United States and the Supra. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty sound performance lineup, if you ask me. Yeah, it is a it is a good lineup, and we should, like I say, we should be thankful. We should all write uh, little notes to uh, Akio Toyota and uh, and thank him for his enthusiasm. Because and and you look at other other companies, you've got Jim Farley running Ford, and that's why we have all those great Fords. I gotta think, you know. So um, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a real good thing. But Mark, I think that's a good place to put a pin in it for today. Thank you so much for driving this Supra. I know it was challenging, but you know someone's got to put in the hard work. I'm glad to do it. And thank you for listening, listener. If you could, head over to the Apple Podcast Store, drop us a five-star review, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this bad boy. I would truly appreciate it. And also, hey, I know I probably said it at the beginning, but head over to Facebook, too. Click that like button. That way, we get all the great AutoWeek content sent directly to you. And I say this at the end of every episode like a broken record. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So please, thank you for listening, and also tell a friend.